When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm really fucking sick. I'm back at 311. And Marilyn Manson. I wish someone would break his fucking neck. And with a push and laying on some wages. And talking about pretentious. Why don't they just blow it off the map? Every now and then, I turn it on again. But it's great to see that the radio still sucks. Every now and then, I turn it on again. But it's great to see that the radio still sucks. This podcast is about a fish. And fish are bad. Bad. Do you know what that is? No. No? You know what this is? What? The Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. And man, we're in for a treat today. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we're doing another uh, VIP Radio Sucks Radio show. Yep. Getting ready for the big Rock and Pod Expo. And this is part of the way that's going to help us make it as awesome as it could possibly be when our friends have come together and have agreed to come on the show with us and help make that all a reality and it all starts today what's the rock and pot expo? you don't know about the rock and pot expo some idiot decided to take on that task (laughs) i don't know what he he was thinking your hair is a lot grayer than the last time i saw you (laughs) yeah not just on top either (laughs) It's nice to know the old curtains match the old drapes. Exactly. <laughs> no, I did a I did a call in with uh, with Podcast Rock City last night. Yeah, and they were asking me like, "Hey, now how gray is your hair now?" and everything. And I and I joked that um, by by the time August gets here, I'm going to look like. Um, Abner Devereaux from the end of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Nice. And then so you change that. Change my profile picture. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, before we introduce you to our guests today and get into the rock and roll that you've come to expect from us here at the Decibel Geek Podcast, there's one way to start this show, and it's the way I want to start it every single week. And you guys have been great. You've been keeping me up in this, and I love it. And you know I'm talking about that big five-star iTunes review, and I've got one right here from Big C80 from right here in the good old USA, and it's entitled, These Guys Know Their Shit. Thanks for recognizing. goes a little something like this. I discovered this podcast doing a general hard rock and metal music search, and after a couple of episodes, I was on board entirely. The urine review shows, as well as their weekly mention of Kiss, these guys are entertaining as hell. Rock on. Thank you to Big C, 80, from right here in the USA. These guys know their shit. I like that. Yeah, I'm happy to know that I know my shit. I'm glad. Yeah, we need that that reformation every once in a while. That's right. You know, keep us us knowing that we're doing something good. And, you know, last week I feel like we did something really good. Last two weeks, really. You know, all that hard work paid off because a lot of people really dug our trip back to 1982. They did. And uh, we got a lot of great response to that. Still getting a lot of good response. And... uh, 
it was awesome. A lot of you shared and retweeted, and uh, you guys are now Geeks of the Week. And if you're new to the show, Geeks of the Week, basically I put out this episode that you're listening to now on Facebook and Twitter, and you uh, share on Facebook, retweet it, and uh, I'll mention your name next week. It's as easy as that, and you get to be uh, podcast famous, like yeah. our uh, guests that we'll introduce here in just a minute. Geeks of the Week this week are Anthony Yinks, Alex Farenke, and Wiley from Rock and Metal Combat, Justin A6, Freeform Rock Podcast, Joseph Capone, Gilberto Estrada, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Todd Cunningham, Rob Harris, Jesse Joe, Sui Dam, Brent Tibbetts, Chris Houston, Otto Erling Gregerson, Alan Kingsbury, Mark Alden Taylor, Baco, Jane Says, Ralph Musilli, Brad Schick, David Pierce, Josh Toomey from Talk To Me Podcast, Brian Embry, Covers and Fire Podcast, uh, Forgotten Rock Community, Kevin Williams, Shane Abair, Matt Porter from The Kiss Room shared it, Scott Smith, Mark Hatley, Cool World, James Brendan Dunn, Brian Knapp, Anthony Britt, Chad Pollock, Joe Lascon, Rock and Ron Runyon, Trevor McDougal, Wayne Cross, Brad Calmonson, Rob Webb, Adam Cox. <gasps> Sean Cullen Hoops David Glenn Eric Moore Brant Cattell Warren Money Wally Norton Andrew Jacobs Kenneth Roy Jason Wood Joe Becht Jay Shablewski Derek Novak Rick Friel Daniel Chapu David Hudson Eston JM Pod, Session Podcast Ernesto Aguiar The Rockin' Donkey James McElhenney MDG Rock Photography Doug the Devil Galaxy of Geeks Podcast Christopher Stokes Daniel Lee Huckleberry Quick and the Mooger Fooger Wow man you made it that's awesome Jesus. those are our people out there sharing and retweeting getting the word out about the decibel geek podcast hey speaking about sharing on facebook mm -hmm. we recently went over 4500 likes we did and then just shot past it from there i mean we're rocking along on the facebook page doing good big shout out to adam cox that keeps that thing running for us does a great job does a great job and everybody seems to be enjoying it i enjoy going there and just checking out the conversation everybody's having yeah got one small complaint yeah i saw one i saw one today if you're going to go on the Facebook page, and we encourage everybody does, uh, you know, you got, everybody's got an opinion. So, yeah, that's a great place to let it out. That's a great way to get that conversation happening. And we like it. Mm -hmm. If you're going to criticize the show, <laughs> you should probably listen to it first. You probably should. Instead of going and saying, well, I thought this and I thought that. Well, you know, if you listen to the show, we thought that too. So, yeah, enjoy. Okay, now we're not going to spend 30 minutes on haters. No, we'll that's leave, it. We leave that's that, all I'm saying. We leave that to other shows. That's all I'm saying. Uh, also, a, a word of praise and congrats to Wally and Rich, the Meister and Gator, for launching uh, the Canadian Geeks with Beer Chat Metal podcast. Awesome. I'm glad that they decided to get drunk and come up with a title that is really hard to read when you're even sober. <laughs> But uh, I listened to episode one, and it was really cool. And they had said some really nice things about Aaron and I, and it was uh, very much appreciated. Very cool. Yeah, we really love those guys. You know, they they come on the show with us or for us once a year. They yeah. take over, and I don't know what we're going to do now. Those guys are going to be busy putting out their own episode this Thanksgiving, so we're going to have to figure out something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess do, we does, will. Do we have to work on Thanksgiving? Oh God, that's our one week off a year. I give it. To, maybe the Cobras and Fire guys want to take over. We'll have to figure out something. Maybe we'll do a contest. Maybe we'll have them all fight each other. That's an idea. Or something. We'll figure it out. We got till Thanksgiving. Cool. But until then, you know, like I said at the top of the show, we're doing the Rock and Pod Expo. It's coming up here on August 26th in Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to see everybody be there. We appreciate everybody that's contributed, whether it be through Decibel Geek or you know all the other podcasts that are involved in this you know everybody's stepping up to help us out with this we're going to make this the party of the summer we want to see you there and one of the options to help us out help us produce a decibel geek podcast by being our guest and our guest this week is a name you might recognize from last week's five-star itunes review and that's 
Sonny Pooney. You got the name right this time. Got it right this time because I knew it myself instead of relying on you. (laughs) I know you deal with a lot of names. So, Sonny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited. Well, it's an uh, honor to have you on, and uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're a quickly rising star in the podcast community because, as we gather, you really went all out with uh, supporting the expo, and you're gonna be doing guest spots on a bunch of shows. Yeah, uh, CGCM is one of them. Uh, awesome. uh, Rock City, uh, Rock and Metal podcast, and Rock of Age, Ages of Rock, Rock of Ages. I can't remember that one, but uh, mm-hmm. the plan was. Um, I've never done one of these, so I thought it was kind of a cool idea and then started talking to the wife, and I'm like, well, maybe I could do this when I retire someday 20 years from now. And then I'm like, well, and I kind of have an addictive personality, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do them all and see what happens. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you're starting with us. Yeah, well, make sure you pack a liver when you go with Ian and Ralph. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, I won't be live with them, thank God. (laughs) you're You're not allowed to be sober on that show. All right, so um, yeah, so you uh, you wanted to do a radio suck show, and uh, that's the best way of covering a lot of ground. And when you sent us your list, I was like, well, this is perfect, and uh, yeah, you know, totally. it, it's really a good list of stuff that we would have picked ourselves. So um, why don't we just get into this? What's your first pick? All right, so the first pick is a band called the Winery Dog. So my list spans about thirty years. Uh, when we're all said and done, I picked the Winery Dogs because Richie Cotson's one of my favorite singers. So. I got this kind of top five singer list, and we're actually going to talk about three of them today. Um, Some of your listeners have heard that name before because Richie Cotton was in the in the end of the heyday in both Poison and Mr. Big. Um, He kind of came late in both bands. He's kind of a chameleon, right? He can be eccentric at times. I've seen him live tons of times. Uh, You know, sometimes he dresses like a rock star. Sometimes he looks homeless. (laughs) Sometimes it's like clean-cut GQ, sometimes it's Alice in Wonderland. The guy's a little out there sometimes. Uh, Just and there's some rumors and guessing. stories about being a bad bandmate and dating other bandmates' girls. I could yeah. care less about that stuff. But He's definitely an uh, incredible guitarist. I don't know how much you guys have heard of him. Definitely underrated songwriter. Uh, been in the business since 89. He's on like 30 albums out there. Yeah. And uh, if radio didn't suck so much, this guy would have tons of hits. So if you haven't heard him before, vocals sound a little bit like Chris Cornell with a better falsetto, probably, that he times really well. Um, I'm actually going to go see him here. He's uh, coming out on tour here uh, in about a week. He's releasing his album in a couple of days, and I'm going to see him on the first show of the tour. So that would be pretty cool. But uh, this song is uh, from the album Hot Streak. It's by the Winery Dogs. Got released uh, in 2015, their second studio album. Uh, the Winery Dogs, if you haven't heard of Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy, and Rick Cotton, three piece. And uh, the song is called The Devil You Know.
I love the winery dogs, man. That is totally a super group. And to be honest with you, I, I always mean to check out more of their stuff, but I haven't really taken the time to really delve into it. But that right there is one of the best winery dog songs I think I've personally ever heard. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and you know, Richie has a ton of solo stuff too, so... He's a really soulful and emotional writer. So if the winery dogs is a little too heavy for you, he's got tons of like ballads and acoustic cuts. And there's an album out there called Essential Richie Cotson if you want to try it. But uh, I love the guy. Yeah, and awesome. then, uh, well, you can't go wrong with uh, all the chops in that band. I mean, the winery dogs. We were fortunate enough to get to interview Billy Sheehan last year when they came to Nashville right before the show. And. You couldn't get a nicer guy to, to right. talk to us. Even, you know, when you get 30 minutes with Billy Sheehan, you, you get 30 minutes with Billy Sheehan. Right. But uh, <laughs> and they made sure that he was done in 30 minutes. But while we had that 30 minutes, he like we were the only people that mattered in the room that day. Right. And I got a feeling if they wouldn't have been rushing him, he would have gave us as much time as we wanted, most definitely. Yeah, I think he's just kept on a, on a, le- a leash schedule-wise because sure. he's got a lot going on. But... No, that yeah, like Aaron said, that winery dog song that uh, that's one of the better things that I've heard from them because some they do it they do tend to showboat on some of their stuff, which you know I, if I could play like that I would right. too. But but that's <laughs> yeah. one, that's that's one of those songs where I think all three guys were playing for the song on that song. Yeah, I agree. With yeah, that. yeah, it's really cool because they have a DVD out there, live DVD, and it was the second show they ever did. And it's like, they're just such great musicians. I don't know how they put it together, second show on DVD. Nobody would have the guts to do that, but they're awesome. That's cool. I suppose they're not even showboating. They're just doing their thing. And compared to everything else, it looks like showboating. Right. I always like Richie Kotzen. I just I, my first introduction to him was when he was in Poison, and I just didn't feel like he was a good fit for that band. He really mm. kind of changed their sound. I like the album. I like the songs on it. But to me, it was just... Boy, it was weird for Poison. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, Poison, it was a big change from that, that next album that Richie was on. So, And it was at the, you know, right at the beginning of the grunge thing, too. So, You know, Poison had uh, Allison Chains open for them on that tour. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How weird. But Allison Chains wasn't that far off from you Not know, really. that kind of stuff. They were actually a hair band before they went grunge. Yeah. 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 Wasn't it Alice N. Chains? Yes. Kind of like rock and pod. Coincidence? So next, you're saying next year it's a grunge convention? Well, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, no, <laughs> Come and look sad. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Sonny, what do you got for your next pick? Well, the next band, Aaron started the podcast with it. This is a song about a fish. It's a band called Lord Tracy. Love it. These guys are a little nuts. They were originally called the Tracy Lords. But uh, <laughs> your your actress had a problem with that. Yeah. And uh, some of your fans may know Terry Glaze was the first Pantera singer. Right. That's amazing. I, I listened to this band when I was a kid, and I had the CD, you know, when it, I guess when it first came out. I had no idea. Even to this day, I never put it together that Terry Glaze was the lead singer of Lord Tracy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kenley Wolf, the bass player, uh, he's awesome. He's way underrated. Nobody knows the guy. He was on the cult for a while, a couple of years. I saw these guys, so I saw Lord Tracy open for Ace in 1990 because oh, I live in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. I love Ace, but this was the Trouble Walking tour, uh-huh. and literally he had trouble walking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Lord Tracy really kind of blew him off stage, to be honest with you, because Ace had a tough night. He had a tough night. Plus, this, like I said, these guys are crazy. Any singer that can 
somehow saying a song, hi, hi, ho, in a yippee-i-a, that has to be cool, <laughs> right? If you could pull that off, Alice, Alice Cooper is probably the only other guy that can pull that off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What about Toby um, Keith? Who? Toby Keith. Can he pull up the whole yippee-i-a? We're not talking about Toby Keith. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Um, these guys still play a few gigs a year. Uh, they're in Texas. They got four studio albums and a live album out there, and they, you know, they got a website and all that. But anyway, this song, uh, it's called King of the Nighttime Cowboys, and it's from Deaf Gods of Babylon, which is one of the true gems of the 80s. So if you, if you don't have that album, you want to try it out, because it's good front to back. Johnny, come home late every night. Awesome, man. It's about time somebody played some Lord Tracy on the Decibel Geek podcast. Yeah, it only took six years. Who's to blame? Well, I don't I know. I guess us. No, I, I, was, I, lis- I was listening to a, a live album on Spotify from Lord Tracy, and, and this song was on it. And then the song after is called She's a Bitch. 
Oh, yeah. It's got to be the worst chorus of all time. It's just, she's a bitch. She's a bitch. But she's a rich bitch. She's a bitch. I'm like, that's it? That's all you got? <laughs> Clearly, Lord Tracy was a lot better fit for this guy than Pantera. Yeah. These guys, like I said, they're a little crazy. Oh, man. That's awesome. I was listening to it with my wife, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like... <laughs> It's Lord Tracy. It's definitely an acquired taste for sure. Oh man. I love it though. Like Great it. pick. It's good. All right. So what's coming up next, Sonny? All right. So probably a band nobody's ever heard of. Uh, it's a band called Talisman. And actually, they were around from 86 to 2006 until Marcel Jeff, uh, Jacob, the bass player, passed on. Hmm. Um, lead singer here is Jeff Scott Soto. Okay. One of my top five guys, the guy gets no love. Uh, 50 albums the guy's been on with oh. several bands. He's a hired gun sometimes. I don't know if you, you guys probably know he took over for Audrey on the Journey Tour. Yes, um, I saw them live with him. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, I thought they were great. They I were, saw the same show. Did some great songs great. in the set list for him, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, Neil, Sean, and uh, Soto actually had a band called Soul Circus, so that's how they kind of had a tie-in. Um, which that album is pretty cool too. Um, and then Marcel Jacob and uh, Marcel and uh, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, they actually have an early Inve connection. So they were on the Marching Out album. So the Jeff was the original singer in in Inve. So right. that's, uh, right. that's kind of how we got started. He's also on um, some unreleased demos that Vinnie Vincent did in the eighties. Oh wow! Yeah, I have yeah. some. I have some of that stuff. It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's it's uh, yeah. It's just it's Vinny going a little too far in the commercial direction, in my opinion. But yeah, it's not Jeff's fault. It's just he was. I think it was more of a thing where he, Jeff was sent the tracks and he just recorded vocals on them. I don't think they actually worked together. Was that like in between Kiss and Vinny Vincent Invasion? Or I, no, I think it was between Vinny Vincent Invasion and Slaughter. Like when when the ah. invasion fell apart, I think that's when he started because he also demo did the same demos with Gorn Edmund. Yeah, who's also did some of that stuff too, but hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of demos from the '80s of Vinny stuff that, that would have uh, been re- pretty cool. Yeah, I would have loved to have heard it. And then Jeff Scott Soto is also involved with um, that uh, Wet project that uh, Eric from Eclipse is is part of. Right on. Yeah, which is awesome, and he's in a new band called Soto, which is like a heavier band. I couldn't get um, into that one. I couldn't either. It to was be too, honest it was with a you, little I too either. nickelbacky for me. Hmm. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Go back. Um, Talisman's really his best stuff. So if you want to, if you don't know Jeff Scott Soto, you want to try him. Uh, rock wise, like albums like Genesis by Talisman is probably the best one to try. If you want to try a little more soul or something like that, he's got solo albums out there. He's got a ballad out, album out there that is unbelievable. It's called Essential Ballads. Um, this guy's all about like cleverly worded lyrics. Big backing vocals, catchy chorus, like that's the staple of who um, Jeff Scott Soto is. So uh, anyway, the song that we're going to listen to here is on the album Genesis. It was released in 93, and uh, the song's called Give Me a Sign.
awesome song. I'm going to have to check out some more of that because I really don't know nothing about Talisman. But based on that, I want to know a lot more. Definitely. I liked it, too. And I was like kind of... When I li- we listened, we previewed it before we kind of. I didn't know it was Jeff Scott Soto singing on it, and it was. I thought it sounds to me like something that would have been released now, like on one of the Frontiers Records releases that you hear yeah. nowadays. You know, so it's almost kind of ahead of its time a little bit. You know, kind of got that power metal kind of vibe to it. Yeah, a bit. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, and they were, you know, it's a Swedish band technically, and. You know, they just came on too late. They, st- you know, they started really kind of hitting their ground about ninety, ninety one, and just a little bit too late. Right. Yeah. And it's impossible to see Jeff in the states. He he can't make the money work. The name's not big enough. Mm-hmm. So for him to come here and do a tour is like nearly impossible. Yeah. If I had the money, I would take a a month or two and go live in Sweden for like two months. Right. And, just go to and shows. go see all the bands that I'd love to see live because there's right. so many of them yeah. over there. All the bands that won't come here. Right. I'd go see yep. Eclipse and Hardcore Superstar and you know, all those bands. I'd just go see Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have a better follow, shot at doing Follow it them there. all around Europe. Yeah, and, and after every show, why won't you play the stage? <laughs> yeah. I'd go. I promise. I'd bring some people with me. Come on, guys. I'd go. Please. I'd go or Aaron would never let me hear the end of it. You bet. All right, so uh, what's coming up next? All right, so next is actually a band called Restrained, and the way you spell it is R-E-S-T-R-A-Y-N-E-D, and they're actually an unsigned band from Sacramento. Um, Friends of mine, uh, they're on their seventh year, four guys, Johnny, Tony, Chris, Isaiah. Um, They play in the Sacramento clubs. They've opened for bands like Loudness, Y&T, Lynch, Bob, Striper, you know, the story really with these guys is they found each other late in life, right? And they're they're playing music that's, they're trying to stay modern, but it's got kind of an 80s flair, hair metal flair to it. And it's tough in the music business right now. These guys got real jobs and they got a, you know, they got a life they got to keep afloat. So these guys w- would have met in the mid 80s. Maybe the story's different. Mm-hmm. Outstanding live. They got tons of energy. Uh, they got stuff on YouTube. They got a website. They play about five or 10 times a year. Their sound is, if you put like Priest, Striper, Black Label Society, Dokken, and Queensryche in a blender, yep. that's probably the sound. Yeah, that's what I was um, what you're yeah. saying. Both said Dokken and Queensryche when we were listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhat unique sound. Great riff writers, and these guys are musicians first. So the vocals are actually a little bit of a surprise because Johnny has a great range, and there's a great scream at the end that's, that's very Striper-esque. But anyway, the album's called Not Human. It got released last year. They actually have two studio albums. You can check them out in Amazon on the Decibel Geek link, right? Right, yes. You're right. weird. And uh, this song is called The Fallen.
shit. That is awesome. Apologize to anybody driving in their car right now that just got their windshield blown out by that scream at the end. <laughs> and the riff, holy shit, that riff is awesome. Yes. Right? Really awesome. The whole, both albums are like that. And these guys, like, I'm tough. You know, I, I love Kiss. Kiss is my favorite band of all time, no doubt, right? I can't get into The Elder. That's just all there is to it, right? That's, uh, I'm sorry, right? And honestly, Peter's like my fourth favorite drummer ever. So it's just how I feel. So I'm just not, I don't usually get to like Homer status. Uh-huh. So even though these guys are my friend, I would tell them if they suck, they don't suck. No, they don't suck. No, That's I, for sure. I liked it a lot. And I wouldn't have guessed that it was an unsigned band when we no. listened to it. I hope there's some record executives out there listening to this right now going, oh, these guys aren't signed. Not for long. That's cool. And you got to respect them. Like you say, they're, they're working men out there making it happen and still rocking, you know, in their free time and, and trying to make something happen, you know. And I, I encourage everybody to get it together, go to the Amazon link through our website and, and get this band. How do you spell it again? R-E-S-T-R-A-Y-N-E-D. And it's restrained.com is their website, too. Awesome. Cool. There you go, guys. Go support this band. Sounds like they deserve it. I'm glad you brought something that's like a little bit that's more obscure. Like that's real obscure, but it's yeah. always cool to introduce the audience to you know a band that you know most of them haven't heard yet. Yeah, and thank you for introducing yeah. us to it. Yeah. That's badass. I want it. That's cool. Yeah, no problem. I'll send you guys both CDs so you guys have it. Oh, sweet. Thank nice. you. Okay, so we got one more before we go into the break. What do you got next? My new favorite band. This is like Kiss is number one for me. I would say. Hailstorm is number two. And man, I love this band. I love everything they've released so far. Uh, Hailstorm's out, you know, they've been out there and people know who they are. Uh, Lizzie Hale on vocals, her brother RJ plays the drums. And if you have not seen Hailstorm live, you are missing the show. I've done a couple of meet and greet type things with them so far, and they were awesome to my kids. Like, my kids love these guys. Nice. Um, You haven't seen them live. I don't know how you missed them. They're road warriors. They play like 150 times a year. Right. Yeah, yeah, all over. I haven't seen them live, but they live here, and I've seen them at their residency and talked to them numerous times. Yeah, and Lizzie and RJ, they were at the... uh, um, Lizzie and Joe. Or Joe, I mean, the... Mm -hmm. um, what was that? The chemo. Yeah, the chemo the benefit they show. Were awesome yeah, well, they night. played at that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and they are. They seem so down to earth and so cool and so nice. And you know, to hear yeah. hear that they were good to your kids, man, that's super cool. Yep, first female fronted band to ever win a Grammy for best hard rock metal performance. They won the Grammy in 2013, so that nice. part's pretty cool too. That is um, cool. Lizzie has this knack to be able to time the screaming during singing and make it sound right and still be a melodic singer, which is awesome. If you want to check out something really funny on 2014, the country music awards, Eric church decided to bring Lizzie Hale on stage with him. I don't know if you guys ever saw this. I, I did. Yeah. No, I don't think I did. Yeah. What happened? Note to self. Don't bring somebody on stage that could kick your ass she on stage. Blew him right off the stage. <laughs> of course blew him off the stage. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Well, yeah, I can't. Well, I can't say very much about Eric Church. That's awesome either. But uh, it was good. It was good exposure for Hailstorm, though. That's cool. Yeah. I've checked yeah. that out. That's funny. Oh, yeah, man, that's cool. So, um, um, and and I will say just for my own personal plug, and I, they have good original material, and I like I like a good bit of it. But I love when they do certain covers, and yeah, their cover of Judas Priest's "Dissident yes. Aggressor" is fucking awesome. Yes, I love yeah. that. 
I never get tired of hearing that. And what's crazy on those cover albums is they've done stuff like that, and then they've done stuff like Heart, All I Want to Do is Make Love to You. Right. And makes yeah. both sound great. Yeah, because she's pretty damn versatile. Right. Right. So what, what uh, song that, are we going to hear? Uh, yeah, the song that we're going to listen to right now is actually, there's a writing credit for John Five on the song. Oh. And uh, so you'll hear like stuff like Love Bites a lot on radio, but you never hear on radio the song we're going to listen to next, which is What Were You Expecting? Simmons. 
Some days as I sit in my palatial mansion, reminiscing of the thousands of women that I've ruined for other men, the truckload of money that I've made, power and the excellence of being a worldwide rock god, and the millions of men that would give their left nut to be me, and all I ever really wanted was for someone to hold me. Contemplating the mysteries of the universe, like what were Metallica and Lou Reed smoking? This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right, it's the Radio Sucks Radio Show right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, and we're having an awesome time today with our good friend Sonny Pooney as he's turning us on to all kinds of kick-ass rock and roll. Of course, we encourage you to go out and support every artist you're hearing on today's show, just like every artist last week, the week before, next week, month from now. Every band that we talk about, every band that we play here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, we really hope you support them because that's what this is all about, keeping rock and roll alive. A great place to do your shopping to support these bands is Amazon. And hey, if you're going to Amazon, the best place to go is DecibelGeek.com. Why? Because we've got two big old Amazon banners right there. The first one you're going to see right there at the top of the page is the one for HK Collectibles, Inc. And we were talking about it earlier, Sonny's favorite band, my favorite band, I know Chris's favorite band, Kiss, the hottest band in the world, HK Collectibles, they've got the awesome tickets for you, something that you could put in a frame and hang up. How about a ticket from their stop in Louisville, Kentucky in 1978? How cool is that? Where are you going to find something like that? HK Collectibles, Inc. Also, they got one from the Pittsburgh show on the Revenge Tour. All that and a whole lot more. Don't forget all those cool retro print ads that are suitable for framing. Get those bad boys hung up on your favorite KISS fans wall and they will love you for it. Go on over to DecibelGeek.com, click on that HK Collectibles, Inc. banner and do your shopping. Do it now. And while you're there, like I said, there's two banners. The HK Collectibles, Inc. banner and also the Decibel Geek Amazon banner. It's our official way to get you to do your shopping on Amazon by going through us. Amazon says, hey, look, Decibel Geek's sending us people. We're going to help them out. The beautiful thing is you do all your shopping. You don't pay a penny extra for anything you're buying. But what Amazon does is they take the cut of their action and they help us out. You guys know how it works. We talk about this every single week. You know you know you can help us by going to decibelgeek.com, checking out the articles, getting a t-shirt, doing your shopping through HK Collectibles, doing your shopping through Amazon through our link. And the coolest part about all that is we get the list. Yeah, and the list is kind of short this week. We, uh, you know, Actually, it's been a short amount of time since we recorded the last episode, so it's just a little a few things that were interesting that uh, were bought, but we appreciate it. A, uh, another Planar 24-inch widescreen monitor was bought. We've, we're like the place to go for monitors, apparently. We are. Uh, somebody bought some Funko Pop figures, uh, including Daredevil, Captain America, Elektra, and Punisher. Oh, yeah, to go along with the Funko figures from the last from time, last right? One. Yeah, cool. And uh, musically, uh, somebody bought Pink Floyd's The Final Cut. That's a pretty great Pink Floyd album. It's really underrated. When it people is. talk about Pink Floyd, they don't really talk about that one, but it's it's good. I think that's the last one with Roger Waters. It is, yeah. yeah. And then uh, someone also picked up Kiss Killers, which you got to have that in your collection. Man, those four songs on Killers are awesome. Except for Partners in Crime. but I know. like Partners in Crime. Yeah. I like them all. I think they're really good. Oh, and uh, I got to say, um, our good buddy, The Rock and Donkey, uh, we were right. Uh, and, uh, 
the weird <laughs> shit that, that he should, that he bought the last week. He bought the, the hand- flash dance, the hand puppets, all of it, yeah, all the, the weird shit that was on the list last week. Yeah, thanks to that guy. And then when, <laughs> I, and then when I put it all put it all together in my head, I'm like, he's listening to the flash dance soundtrack with hand. Pu- I don't want to know. Acting out the parts like the the shark pulls the lever and then the the uh, the dolphin or whatever gets the water splashed down or the T-Rex gets the water splashed down on it. It's a flash dance. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. Got to watch that guy's YouTube page for that one. And actually, the hand puppets were for his son. And, I, and like my mind's in the gutter, so of course I make the wrong connection. So I'm sorry, Doc. But uh, but together they're reacting the Flashdance right. movie with the hand puppets, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is going to be amazing when it comes out. That would be pretty interesting. But no, and he and the fact that we got it right, he donated another $20 to the expo. Fund, nice, so awesome. we appreciate that. Yeah, him and everybody else that's helping us out with that, of course, you guys know what we're doing. We've been talking about it forever. All your favorite rock and roll podcasts are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Sonny's going on all these different shows to help talk about it, and, you know, <laughs> it's coming up. So, of course, we are pretty much maxed out on what we're doing right now for our guest spots, but yeah. we still have... Do we still have... To? Yeah, one of the the swag bags was purchased, okay. and uh, Sean Cullen, thank you for that, and it'll be right on, on the Sean. mail this week. Which one did he get? The, um, the one with the Kiss Alive 2 songbook. Right on. Cool. Nice. And that one, and uh, I think there's still three left. And the Rare Kiss book. Yeah, that's one of the three. As well, yeah, yeah the Rare <laughs> I thought that thing would have sold the first day. But, Maybe uh, not enough people know about it. If you guys know Kiss fans that I are gotta collectors, go on, let I, them know. i got to go on all the Kiss boards and start spamming them with it. It'll, yeah. That thing should sell because you can't get it. You can't. You can get it on Amazon for like $700. That's I'm offering crazy. it for two. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a pretty damn steep discount. Which I understand. You know, 200 bucks for a book is, you know, that's a little steep, but... It's rare if shit, it's, though. If the other people are selling it for 700 I mean, holy shit. I'm figuring I'm, that's a pretty damn deep discount. Like, who the hell would pay $700 for a book? But, but I'm not, I'm you not, can pay 200 I'm for not going to sell it for 50 bucks. So right. we're, we're trying to make a dent in the expo sure. fundraising, so that's why I'm selling it for 200 Well, I'm I mean, that's greedy. cool, because otherwise gonna... 700 bucks is crazy, but, you know, for... Two hundred dollars for a seven hundred dollar book? Well, that ain't too crazy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then there's uh, and you know, and there's still the the Ricky Rocket autograph, Bobby Rock, Mark Slaughter autographs. So, you know, there's there's some cool shit left. So uh, you know, if, if it's still available and you want it, it's reasonably priced aside, right. from, aside from the book. But and uh, I think uh, I think once those are gone, uh-huh. then we can revisit maybe reopening the floodgates on having guests on the show again we'll see we've got a lot to record though yeah 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 we've got a lot this is the first of five i think between the patreon for us and the expo yeah right on so yeah very cool we have fun doing it and like today it's awesome because we're getting turned on all kinds of great music absolutely so sonny are you and are you getting your money's worth so far absolutely dude i was so nervous today (laughs) i'm a little more calm now well good yeah there's nothing to be nervous about we're talking to us right (laughs) it's us your buddies man we're just hanging out talking about rock and roll no that's cool i'm enjoying it a lot cool all right, well, let's get back into the music. What's your next pick? All right, so the next band is Steelheart. These guys came on the scene a little bit late. Uh, it was more like 89, 90. Although they were in clubs before, nobody they hadn't got signed and they hadn't released an album. Millie Mativik, Miljenko is technically his name. This guy's my favorite singer of all time. And uh, I've seen him live four or five times. And I love guys who can still hit the notes. It's a pet peeve for me. I get it. Not everybody's going to be 23 forever. But uh, like Michael Sweet, he can still hit the notes. Yeah, like, yeah, I want to hear it close to what I heard when I initially heard these bands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that makes me mad about this guy 
is so I see him live, and the, this was the second time I saw him live. It was in the early 90s. And uh, he's up there. They got a song called Sheila Tequila. It's kind of a cheesy song, but he's smoking a cigar, and he's drinking Cuervo. And I'm like, you know, I've tried karaoke, and, like, I got to have the right amount of pizza and kamikaze and <laughs> Jack Daniels right. and the moon and the sun have to align to sing anything in key. <laughs> so there's no way he'll be drinking tequila till he handed me the bottle in the crowd. Oh, yeah? And I'm like, oh, that's tequila. Well, how the hell is this guy doing this? Wow. Like, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, how the hell do you drink tequila and then hit notes like that? Uh, no clue. No clue. Um, these guys still play about five or ten times a year. Millie and Jeff Scott Soto actually have a history because they actually did the movie soundtrack for that movie Rockstar. You remember that movie? Sure. Yeah. Marky Mark, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Well, I was going to say, he can hit those notes because Marky Mark's actually singing behind a curtain. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see the movie? Come on. That was totally Marky Mark singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was like in some of the songs from the movie, Steelheart songs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just one of them, though. There was a song, one of the songs were written by Sammy. One was written by Steve Plunkett, I think. From Autograph. Um, but the slow song was by Steelheart. We All Die Young, I think. Yeah, Yeah, We All Die Young. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. This is one of those bands, you know, there's those, like, Kiss is huge in Japan. Dokken is huge in Japan. These guys can probably sell out stadiums in Japan. Uh, on the radio, they had the one hit, I'll Let You Go. It was on MTV constantly. Uh, and they have four studio albums. But the song we're going to hear today is off that same album, a self-titled album that came out in 1990. And the song is called Like Never Before. You're so fine 
dig that song and I dig that album. Um, we, and actually, we we almost had a brush with Steelheart last year. Um, I don't know if Aaron even remembers this. We had uh, when the Farm Rock show was was being prepared for Nashville. Um, Steelheart was initially on the bill. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and, and I was. Real, I was excited. God, they're just—they're one of those kind of diamonds in the rough from back in the late '80s, early '90s. And I'm not like a giant fan, but our good friend Billy Hardaway, whose his name pops up on everyone's show, um, he kind of had, you know, recommended some of their stuff to me. And I was excited. I was going to play uh, "Everybody Loves Eileen" from that same album on on the episode because we were doing like a farm rock primer episode. Yeah, and I had right. had the song picked out and everything, and then I find out. Oh, Millie's going to Korea for some animation thing that he 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 makes most of his money uh, doing voiceover work and vocal work on uh, like Japanese anime. Yeah, and uh, right. So he they, he draw he pulled out of the show because of that, and uh, we got Faster Pussycat instead, which was great. You know, they were yeah. still awesome, but I was, I was a little bummed that we didn't get to play any Steelheart because I was looking forward to playing that on the show. So I'm glad you picked a song from that album because that's a really good album. I like Steelheart, man. That that dude's voice is out of this freaking world. I like steel vocal cords. Isn't that the guy that sings so hard the rafters fall off? The rafters. <laughs> the, the trust fell video? on him. So oh, the trust. That's what, what it yeah. was. I haven't seen that. Yeah, what? it was in 92. It was in uh, Denver. He decided to climb the truss, and the truss wasn't bolted in, and it came down and broke his spine. Oh, shit. I have to watch that. Broke his spine? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know it was that bad, or I wouldn't Yeah, laughed. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty crazy. He recovered, but, yeah. like, he was, out of, he was out of sight for, like, seven, eight years. Oh, wow. Wow, I had no idea. That's pretty messed up. Man, all right, so we go from Steelheart to a very different type, style of metal next. What do you got next? Black Label Society, baby. Yes. Somebody said rock and metal is dead. Rock and metal is not dead. Um, it's only high. Zach, yeah, yeah. Zach Wilde is one of my favorite guitarists, uh, and his vocals, like you got to kind of warm up to him a little bit, but it definitely fits the music that he writes. Like I can't imagine anybody singing his tunes besides him. No. Um, if you haven't been to a BLS show, it is an experience. So I saw them open for Judas Priest, and it was like a cult. Like it, this curtain drops. Zach is on this like pedestal. Um, he's got this huge Indian headdress on. The guy's already 6'4", or something like that, so it makes him look like he's a giant. <laughs> the place, it was wall-to-wall bikers, right? Because priest, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. And beer in one hand, the fist bumping with the other hand. I'm just like, wow, this place is nuts. And he just, uh, he commands an audience, which is unbelievable. Then the other side of him, He's active on YouTube teaching young guitar players how to play all his songs. That's awesome. Yeah, so like uh, I have uh, my um, my nephew and my son have watched some of the stuff, and he'll tell you note for note what note he's playing, what pedals he's using, how he's tuned. It's crazy. Man, I wish we had that when we were kids. Yeah, no kidding. We had Eddie, <laughs> yeah. we had Eddie Van Halen with his back to the audience. Right. <laughs> you can't see anything <laughs> I'm doing. Don't steal my tricks. But, you know, my favorite thing about Zach Wilde, though, are his uh, Instagram videos. Like, he, he does the funniest shit on Instagram. The most yeah. famous one lately is him lip syncing to the beginning of the song Hello by Adele. He's oh, like, wow. Hello. 
it's me. And then like one of his bandmates like whacks him over the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying um, about the concerts though. I mean, I seen them. Oh boy. Geez, I guess it's been two years ago now. I took the wife and it was, you're right, just a big old biker party. Yep, yep. The song is Parade of the Dead and the riff on this song is unbelievable. And the song will make your heart race. So if it doesn't, you might want to check your pulse because uh, there's something wrong. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's 
you know, every time a Black Label album comes out, you say, you know, this is going to be great. This is going to be, I'm excited for it. You know, it's going to be awesome. And you get it, and it's like every time it seems like he tops the album from before, and eventually it's going to get to the point where it's like, how can you do this? You know, how can you keep coming out with so many great albums time after time after time and never have a bad one? He never puts out a bad album. There's no Zach Wilde music from the Elder album. No, uh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> there is. It's called Unblackened, but it's actually pretty good. Oh, right, okay. yeah, because that is different, but it's still damn good. Didn't he put out yeah. one that was it was like an acoustic ballady album? Is, right. that, is that it? Or is yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. He I, also oh, has a thing called Book of Shadows. He's got two right. Book of Shadows albums out, and they're a little bit lighter, too. Yeah, I like I like that, the Book of Shadows. Yeah, stuff. that's yeah. really good, too. Because even, that's the thing, you know, people look at Zach Wilde, and they think, oh, this big guy with the big beard and the chain, you know, guitar strap, and, oh, he looks like a freaking Viking. He's going to chop heads off. But, man, he can put together some of the most beautiful songs you've ever heard sure. also, you know. And some of that stuff, it's like, it's hard to imagine a guy like that singing so such a beautiful song. Well, he's got a he's got a great head for melody. Yeah. Like, and that it's it's and it's not easy to come by. And that's I like Gus G and Ozzy's band and all, but his, Ozzy's band has missed that from Zach. Yeah. I mean, it it's becomes a little bit more generic sounding without Zach in the band. But and like I know we're you know our show is all about not playing the hits and whatever. Not and I'm not going to play the song, but Zach Wilde possesses in what in my opinion. At least one of my top ten favorite guitar solos ever, which that's an episode we need to do, and that's the solo to No More Tears. Yeah, oh yeah. If you listen, especially the the non radio version where it's you know got time to build up to it, you want a solo that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and and ha- and almost tells a story unto itself is uh, is that solo, and, and yeah. the way it ends with that flurry of notes at the end, and then when he when he nails that last that last bend. And it, you know, and then ha- and it rings out with the echo, thanks to Michael Wagner on the production yeah. there. Yeah, it gives me chills every, and I've heard that song a million fucking times, right. and I get chills at the end of that guitar solo every single time. Heck yeah, yeah, I love that guitar solo. My actual favorite Ozzy album is No Rest for the Wicked. That's a great one because of, great because one. of Zach. Yeah, all the riffs are awesome on that album. Yeah, yeah, it's an underrated album. When people talk about great Ozzy stuff, they don't really seem to bring up No Rest for the Wicked, but. Man, that was, I think, my first Ozzy album that I bought with my own money. It was mine, too. And it was, you know, new guitar player. You know, what's it going to be? And, man, blew my mind. You know, and it's like, this has taken Ozzy to a whole nother level. And then it just went from there. Yeah. And you talk about his ability to create this great music. You know, part of that's probably something that's within him. Mm -hmm. And then you got to probably credit some of that Ozzy time, too, Mm -hmm. to help develop it. You know, so you get everything that's great with Zach Wilde and... Man, this last weekend I was listening to some Pride and Glory. That's a great album, too. Uh, I, I so wish he'd do another yep. album with that group of guys. Should. Definitely should. All right. Well, so uh, you got a couple left. What do you got next? All right. So next is Y&T. I will tell you, Chris, when we first talked and we were talking about I wanted to do a Radio Sucks episode, my whole life is a Radio Sucks episode. Like, I'm turning people on to Y&T constantly. Good. And uh, to me... Manichetti is, I know you guys agree, he's an underrated guitarist and vocalist. Yeah, way underrated. You know, they've been around since 74, so they got tons of music out there. And like I was telling you guys, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. So when somebody tells me that they're into this kind of music we listen to, whether you want to call it 
hard rock, melodic metal, heavy metal, whatever you want to call it, and they don't know who Y&T is, it like drives me crazy. It's like, how can you not know? Especially if you're from San Francisco. Right. Yeah, you would think everyone knew out there. Like you get the tattoo yeah. when you're a baby, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and if they do know, it's damn summertime girls. Yeah, I am right. so sick of that song. I hate that they're saddled with that as <laughs> yeah. their big hit. Because that's like, yeah. if you put together a list of the greatest Y&T songs as far as like just their awesomeness, not how popular that it is, but just by yeah. the awesomeness of the song, mm. that song's way, way down there. It's it's an okay song. It's better. It's much better live. But, but there's so many other Y and T oh, no, songs I'd that put, just blow that one out of the I, water. I but that's it, what they're yeah. known for. I don't think Sad. it would. Be, it probably wouldn't even make my top twenty. No, no way. No, it wouldn't make my top twenty either. And that song is on Down for the Count. And as in my opinion, that's actually the worst song on Down for the Count. I yeah. Agree. So yeah. So weird. Weird. How um, that works out. I've seen Y&T over 20 times. These guys are no frill rock and roll, and they're, they're also road warriors. They still play 7,500 times a year. Um, We're going to see them this week. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah we yeah. are. Tuesday night. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. We're stoked. We're, we're days away. Yeah, it, the last time I saw him, like, so I've heard some of, some of Y&T so much, right, that, you know, he's got kind of like this melodic solo style to where you can kind of hum the solo. So... I'm listening to the songs live and I'm humming the solo. I'm like, oh my God, he's playing it note for note. Mm-hmm. Like it is perfect. Sweet. Yeah. So you guys are really going to, uh, you're going to enjoy them live. Yeah. Well, you, um, you've seen them 20 times. Well, I've seen them once. How do you like that? This is going to well, be yeah. my first time seeing them. So <laughs> it'll be my second. I like so, Yeah. We're both pretty, we're yeah. pretty new as fans. It's not fair because I saw them every Halloween and every New Year's Eve for like 10 years straight. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, because uh, right, um, but anyway, if if uh, if there's folks listening out there and they haven't heard much Y&T, if you want to try like straight straight ahead rock type Y&T, you want to try Black Tiger or Mean Streak. If you like the more keyboard melodic type stuff, you want to try Down for the Count. But they got all kinds of stuff. The song we're gonna hear here is actually a hidden gem, and this song was actually supposed to be part of a movie called uh, Out of Bounds in 1986 it's like some b-rated movie with anthony michael hall i've actually never seen the movie never even heard of Um, it's called out of bounds i think it was like straight to vhs or yeah vhs right or beta or whatever um (laughs) (laughs) they only ended up using 38 seconds of the song when i researched it i'm like oh that sucks but it finally got released on this uh album called unearth volume one so they released a bunch of demos and that kind of stuff to put that out in 2003. It definitely has that classic early 80s Y&T sound. Uh, the song is called Wild If I Want Suburban wind, 
remember previewing it, and I was like, I've never even heard of this Y&T song That's before. Right. Yeah, I saw it on the list, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know this one. And, you know, here recently I've kind of become a Y&T expert because once I got introduced to it, because, I mean, I've always known of Y&T, and for whatever reason, I never really gave them much of a chance. But since doing this show and guys like the Rock and Donkey, you know, turning us on to it, Man, I fell in love with this band and have just been absorbing as much Y&T as I could. And when the when Chris gave me the list of songs, I was like, Wild If I Wanna. Man, I know all these Y&T songs. What the heck is this? But that's awesome. That's a really great song. It's kind of a bummer it didn't make it on an actual album. Yeah, and we, we were trying to predict what era it came from. It's a hell of a lot better than Summertime Girls, I'll tell you well, that. Well, it is. But yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I guess it's but basically between Down for the Count and Contagious is when that was cut. Yeah, so you're guessing. Right, right. Interesting. All right, so what do we got next? All right, so the next band is Extreme, and, uh, you know, they're more than words, right? Everybody knows more than words. Damn radios. We're going to play sucks. more than God, words. God, I hate radio. Please don't <laughs> so play that. More than words. More than words. Summertime girls. And I love it loud. If I ne- And rock and roll all night. If I never yeah. hear them again, it'll be too soon. Like, <laughs> I'm done with those songs. Um, I love Nuno. I don't know how anybody that listens to our type of music can't love Nuno. Right. Like, the guy's a stud. Um Gary Sharon, so funny story here. So obviously, right, he was in this little band called Van Halen for a minute. I've actually seen all three versions of Van Halen. I think I'm probably like one of like 20 people. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took my wife to that show with Sharon uh, in Van Halen. She's like, that guy doesn't really fit with those other guys. Mm-hmm. No, he sure didn't. I saw him with Van Halen. I th- he did stick out like a sore thumb performance-wise, but the the set list was awesome. I thought he did a great job of those songs. Yeah, I did too. I I really enjoyed yeah. it. So when they played with Sharon, did they play a little bit of everything throughout the history of the yeah. band? Yeah. Well, it was very yeah. very heavy on early Dave stuff, and uh, yeah, I think Eddie wanted to do that as kind of a, a nephew to Sammy because get away Sam- from that. Well, because Sammy always refused to play a lot of Dave stuff. You know, he right. would. He's like, I'll do jump and I'll do hot for teacher just because we have to because they're right. huge. But he didn't want to do Mean Streets and Romeo Delight and stuff like that. And that was, they, I think they, I think they opened the show with Mean Streets, which fucking blew my mind when I saw it. Suppose them. if you finally got the opportunity to play all these songs you've been wanting to play for years, but your lead singer couldn't pull it off because he's yeah. not David Lee Roth, you know. And then all of a sudden you get a right. guy that kind of can sing those songs. You're gonna bust them out for sure. The crazy thing was though. Was it really affected them when Van, when Sammy left? Like they didn't sell worth a shit with Gary because no. I, I I didn't decide to go to the show until the day of the show, and I got a ticket with no problem at all. And like there was it was a half house at Starwood at the amphitheater here. Yeah, for then Van again, Halen. And again, you got to remember the times too. Yeah, you know? this was ninety eight. Right. So. And yeah. You know, Van Halen's one of them bands that usually, no matter what they do, it's gonna sell, but. For whatever reason, yep. I guess everybody else saw it too. This guy don't really fit. It was worth the ticket price just for to watch Eddie alone, but and I and Alex was in a neck brace if I remember right. Like huh. he had screwed his yeah. neck up. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah, and but they were great. I mean, they sounded amazing. They did somebody get me a doctor with Michael Anthony singing the vocal part. Oh, nice. It was it was a, it was one of the best concerts I've been to. Honestly, it was a great show. Do you think things yeah. would have been any different for him at that time had they gone with Mitch Malloy? Because I think Mitch Malloy would have been a little bit better of a fit for the band. He looked, he had the look. He definitely had yeah. the voice too. Yeah, I mean, I, it, but it, do you think the sales would have made any kind of difference? No, no. Do you think you could put 
anybody in that spot other than Sammy or Dave? I don't think and so. And it would have made no difference? I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah. Just the times, yeah. I guess. Well, it just it's, I, I think the more interesting one would have been if Patty Smythe would have been the choice instead of Sammy. <laughs> I remember that rumor. That would have been weird. <laughs> Probably would have been good, but, you know. Scandal Halen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, the album that we're going to uh, pull a song off of is Porno Graffiti. It's it's the best album I have. It's one of the best albums I have in my collection. I love it from front to back. And I think the reason I think it sold so many copies is I think most people thought that everything was going to be more than <laughs> more than words and wholehearted mm-hmm. and there isn't anything else on the album that's like that so right um they just did a 25 uh, year anniversary tour where they did the album top to bottom and they actually have a dvd out there mm-hmm. from the metal meltdown thing they did in vegas i was at that show and it was awesome nice it was awesome and they did it in order and they pulled it off perfectly so um the song that we're gonna pick is He-Man, Woman Hater. And it starts with Nuno playing Flight of the Wood and Bumblebee, and then it goes into this amazing riff. But what's interesting is the intro solo to the vocal first verse and the outro solo after the song's kind of over is actually done by Dweezil Zappa. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite songs on the album. So it's called He-Man, Woman Hater.
Michael Wagner, you know, who produced this album, talking to us when we were over at a studio the last time, and he was, he had, he said the band and him all had a good laugh, knowing that, you know, the the housewives and the girlfriends were going to be buying the album for more than words, and then they're going to hear a song called "He Man Woman Hater." And they're going to totally get a, get a different perspective than uh, than what they thought. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like Sonny was saying, you know, for a band that's known for those songs. Uh, that's really not what they were about at all. I mean, they were a hard rocking band. Well, just like Mr. Big with uh, "To yeah. Be With You," like year. so many yeah. bands. Yeah, don't lead with the. Yeah, well, I guess they didn't lead with the ballad, but the, the ballad is what got the attention, right? Yeah. See, I love the whole album except for those songs. I thought those songs sucked, but I love songs like "He Man Woman Hater." I played more than words in a talent show. <laughs> Wow. And you lost, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I well, lost. You, you should have played He-Man Woman Hater. I lost to a, a gay guy that was a student that uh, did a lip sync of uh, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I, don't I should. Know what I, to tell you about that. I should have done Right Said Fred, apparently. I guess. Yeah. Or He-Man Woman Hater. Yeah. But yeah, I, I played it with uh, the. I, I played it. I didn't sing it. There's no way I could sing it. But I, uh, I, <laughs> That's I, what I thought, man. No, no. I, but like, I could. Chris, there's an acoustic guitar sitting right behind you. You want to bust out your vocal and guitar rendition right now? I can play it if you'll sing it. No, I ain't singing it. <laughs> <laughs> I could still probably do the chords to it. Right on. <laughs> cool. So um, we're down to your last pick, but man, uh, this has been a lot of fun having you on. Oh, guys, thanks so much. You know, I, I know this will be the out. Uh, the out song, but, uh, just, it's been tons of fun talking to you guys. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories while we talk about this song, sure. but, uh, you got a fan for life. That's for sure. Oh, that's awesome, man. Likewise, you know, this has been so much fun and we really enjoy having, you know, our friends come on the show with us and especially, you know, the song list that you put together for us today. It's, it's all stuff we a either already love or B, it's stuff we love but haven't heard before. Or C, it's totally brand new to us. But all of the above, man, it all rocks. And we've all learned something today. There it is. Educational roller coaster. <laughs> the, the new it works. Line. Yeah. Well, it's shorter than it. uh, building a whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll give that to the Canadians so we can't pronounce their yeah. title or their catchphrase. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> While they're on a roll, eh? All right, so all right, well, so uh, we're gonna talk a little Vinnie Vincent now. I don't I don't know much about this Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, guy. you have to tell us all. About yeah, so I love Vinnie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about he saved Kiss. I don't know about his personal life and all that, and I don't really care. I I, I love pretty much anything Vinnie's written. Um, I actually saw Vinnie Vincent Invasion in '87 in Oakland with Iron Maiden. Vinnie was definitely trying to show he was the greatest guitar player in the world. There was no doubt. <laughs> I thought they struggled a little bit, but, you know, it's made in 87. Like, it's not an easy bill. Um, We're actually going to pull something off the second album uh, because I I personally actually like the second album better because I thought Mark had his heart in it where Robert did a great job on the first album, but it didn't really sound like he had his heart in it when he was singing it. You know what I mean? I kind of can get that, you know, being looking at the situations, you know, with Robert Fleischman looking at this uh, paying gig, you know, it may take off, it may not. You know, I'm a professional. I've been there, done done it, seen it all. 
And then you got a guy like Mark Slaughter who he's taking his first shot at. He hasn't been nowhere, hasn't done nothing, you know, so he's like a wild-eyed kid to the mm-hmm. world, you know, seeing it all for the first time. So I, I can kind of see where they where you're coming from with that. Yeah. So two funny stories on this. Um, when this album came out, my best friend and I, would we would skip college classes and, like, meet at the local mall parking lot and, like, sleep in our cars. And when, when we... Uh, when this album came out, we listened to it front to back because it was Slaughter the first time on tape, right? So uh, that's kind of how we uh, got in tune to the album. What's also interesting is how I found you guys. So the first podcast I listened to was March 31st, 2016. You know the day? <laughs> the, oh. Because it was the April Fool's episode. And you still and you still listen. I'm amazed. So I'm like, I remember, I, I'm, I'm thinking, day, I remember I like, thinking, oh. I'm like, okay, this can't be Vinny, right? And then I'm like, well, maybe it is, right? And then when at the end, when you guys said it was a joke, I'm like, oh, I'm in. These guys are hilarious. And it landed better with me oh, because I didn't listen to the episode until a week later. So I was past all the April's Fool's junk. Oh, nice. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> so, the, fact that you, um, the fact that you were like, it can't be him. and But then you were like, well, maybe. That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. It worked. Believable. It worked. That's so awesome the song, that you didn't say, screw the, these guys, oh. and I'll never listen again. <laughs> a few people do. Um, the, vocal, the vocal melody on this song is really cool for an aggressive song. And like kind of Chris was saying earlier, doing a podcast that's my favorite solos or the favorite – this is actually one of my favorite solos of all time. Uh, it's actually the, the solo is the alarm on my phone, so it scares the hell out of me every morning when I wake up at 4 in the morning. Nice. That's a good alarm. Yeah. Any Vinny yeah, that's yeah. solo is a good alarm tone. I'm up, I'm up, yeah. I'm up. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, we're going to pull this off of all systems go. Um, and the song, actually, uh, Jeff Scott Soto does the backing vocals on some of this album. The song is called Breakout. Guys, love you. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. Well, thank see. you, Sonny, man. I can't wait for you to retire so I can subscribe to your show. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Here's some Vinnie Vincent for you, and we'll see you next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 